What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Zach and Pat Show. I'm Zach. I'm Pat. This is the show about manhood, fatherhood, entrepreneurship, and the mentality it takes to be successful at those things. And every so often, we'll probably sprinkle in some real estate advice because that's what we do. You know, life can be tough. We can lose our identities and struggle at times. This is a podcast to let you know that you are not alone. And so if you're someone out there struggling with those things, this is the show for you. That was good. Is that all right? That was good. All right, you right. got it. All right. I was, I was a little, uh, I, I feel like my, my timing was a little off, but no, sounded, working on it, guys. I'm really working on it. I'm trying not to look at my notes anymore, but. Uh, no, it sounded good. Um, yeah, no, this is, it's book club day. Yeah, book club day. Yeah. We're doing it. And we, uh, book of the month for January was Atomic Habits. Um, I, I mean, this is a book, this is my third time reading it. And every time, every time I've always, I always pick up something new, um, obviously different parts of life, different things are going to stand out more than others. And sometimes you just forget, you know, oh, and I think, um, you know, and now going back through like this time I read it and I took notes and, you know, and, and highlighted it where before I just kind of read it, my memory is not nearly as good as it used to be. So I think. The, taking the notes and all that, it definitely helped with remembering things and, and jotting them down. And now I have, I can go back and, and reread the cliff notes that resonated with me. And, you know, it, it was, it was great. I enjoyed it and took a lot from it. Um, but let's, let's start. What, what were, give us an overview. Go ahead. Tell us what your thoughts were and how, how you, how it came across to you and what you saw the, uh, as like the, the, our, your description of it. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, this is not the first time I've read this as well. I read, I think I read it one other time. I think my first time doing 75 hard. Um, so, but like, like you said, I think I get, you get a little bit more, a little, you pick out a little nugget every time that you didn't pick up on the time before, or maybe you just didn't remember it as well. And you're like, Oh shit, there's so many times, so many things in this book I read that I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's so true. I fucking do that again. And I, but I remember I got like off of, you know, right after I read this book, I originally, the first time I definitely was implementing a lot of the habit or the, like the kind of like tips and tricks in here, um, that, that he shows and teaches. So, um, but, but really the gist of the book, man, is, you know, first of all, identifying your habits is, is a huge thing. Like I, being able to identify what they are and figuring out ways to increase or decrease these habits that you're doing. Um, super, super uh, beneficial book though. I, I gotten a lot out of it. Um, I think like one of the first chapters, like I'll look at my notes here, um, was all about like creating systems versus goals. Um, and that's something that I think I should definitely focus on more. Like I felt like this past year with like my real estate business, I was very like goal oriented, like goals, goals, goals. Like I wanted to hit that 50 transaction mark and I, I ended up falling a little bit short of that. But, um, and like this year I really, I mean, I am, I do have like a, a numbers goal, but I'm, I'm, I'm not going to let that like consume me. Like I think I have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want to focus this year on like building my team and like kind of starting to build, you know, people around me so that I am not the one, you know, outdoing like all the stuff in the field right. so much. So like, it'll free up more of my time where I'm kind of playing more manager role, like down the line, obviously like I have no plan of stepping out of production anytime soon. But like 
I want to set myself up so that like, you know, five to 10 years from now, like if that's something that I want to do at the time, I, I have that option. Um, so I think falling in, you know, like figuring out what those systems are and like really systematizing my business so that it can be replicated to the people like that I'm bringing on my team, um, I think are, would be huge. Um, like, uh, what was some, some things, uh, you know, in, in that chapter, they also talked about, you know, small improvements over time, like add up, um, you know, and that's something I found to be super, super true. Um, and a lot of things in my life, but you know, like there's this analogy that I like to use, like when I'm teaching jujitsu and it's like, when you first start training jujitsu, like you're very, it's like, I always kind of say, it's like almost like a, a new language that you have to learn. Mm-hmm. And like, man, that through white belt, man, you're just, you're just learning the alphabet. Like you and you know, a couple years in you're forming sentences and you know, by black belt, you're writing essays, you know, and that, that's kind of how I, I would describe it. But I, I talk about like getting better at this. It like takes a long time to get really good at it. But like I say, it's like building a, building a mountain out of layers of paint. Like you're every day, you're just throwing another la- layer of paint down. And eventually, eventually you got a little speed bump, eventually you got a little hill and eventually you have a mountain, you know? And, uh, you know, so I, I think that this applies to this, but like you're smallly, you're slowly incrementally building up over time and over time and you just building up these habits is you're going to eventually create a mountain. Yeah. And and they, they, I think that's one of the things he says is, is like towards the end of the book, it's don't fuck like when you're looking at your habits, don't get so zoomed in that you see all the flaws, you know, but make sure you're looking at yourself in the mirror. He's like, don't look at the individual peaks and valleys of the mountain, but the mountain as a whole. Yeah. Look at the range. Yep. And so, um, but no, I mean, same thing, the, the systems, like as soon as you start the book, smack dab in the face it's like why goals suck and and but and that's the thing is like you're constantly i know for me and and you know we have managers on our end and stuff like that and you know as a business owner like yourself you are setting goals for yourself and and it's like right here goals goals are at odds with long-term progress goals restrict your happiness like literally talking shit on goals and you know but and it's like it's and he says the goal, whether you win or lose, like if you're a winner or you're a loser, your goals are still the same. Yeah. You know, a loser has a goal of winning the championship. So does a winner. What's the difference? The process and the systems. And that's something that I'm like, like I said, I've read it three times, but it's like, shit, like, why do I keep forgetting? It's about the systems and the process in place to get to that end result. Because, and it goes into is like, you could eliminate goals altogether. But if you keep your system, you're going to end up in the at this end at having the same end result as you would as if you set goals. So yeah, no. Yeah, there was a like actually you know something I did differently with this book than I when I read this book than what I've done in the past is I, I never like highlight I never go through mm-hmm. the highlighter like when I'm reading but this time I did, um and uh, I highlighted this line and it was the purpose of go- of setting goals is to win the game but the purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. So that was, that was definitely like, that was like one of the first chapters, I think, but I was like, went back last night, kind of like the preparation for this and right. really like looked over some shit and I was like, oh, that was a definitely one that like really stuck with me, but I kind of almost forgot about it. Cause it was like the first, one of the first chapters. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and what he does that's so great <laughs> with this book to make it easier. I mean, there's no, it's not easy changing your habits and like getting to that point where you're, it, it's not easy and it, it takes time. And you got to be patient with it. But he did a great job of breaking it, and he called it his four laws. So you got to make it obvious, make it attractive, 
make it easy and make it satisfying. So, and there's different inverses to those too. So like how to get rid of a habit on the, you know, make it more difficult to do that bad habit. Like keep the junk food out of the house. Right. Exactly. Or you, you watch too much TV before you go to bed. Um, you know, an easy one would be, all right, hide the remote or like put the remote in another room to where you actually have to leave the room to get it to come back. Something that's going to inconvenience you or take it a step further, take the batteries out of the remote, put them, put them away. So that way, every time you want to watch TV in your room, you got to go get batteries, put the batteries in anything to make it convenient. He's like, or just take the damn TV out of your room. You know, that's the, that's the ultimate way to get to it. So there, he gives both the inverse as well as like how to make it like easy or attractive. But then he gives it the inverse of it too, like how to get rid of the bad habits and by flipping those laws on its, on the other way. And yeah, I mean, all about getting 1% better, all about improving. Um, and, and basically can just ride in that train. Um, but I also loved how later in the book, he talks about how habits can make you lazy because you're not, if you, if you develop, yeah, you develop these habits becomes monotonous. You have to, and it's the thing is you have to continue to change your habits. Like you may get to that point where you've gotten 1% better every single day, like a basketball player when they start being able to dribble with their opposite hand like that after a while, they be, it becomes natural now. All right. Now we move on to the next phase and you're constantly changing and improving. So, right, or like the person who like is just wants to start building the habit of reading and all right, they start the, they, they started out with, all right, I'm going to read one page every day. And it's like, okay, well, how many, how long are we just going to read one page every right. day? You know, it's like, you right. need to eventually, it's going to take you a long time to finish a book. Right. You're like you make want. it, that's, I mean, that's part of the make it easy. Right. You know, like don't go out and say, I'm going to do a hundred pushups a day. Right. I'm going to do 10 pushups a day. Start, I'm going to start with 10. I'm going to start with know, 10. Three days later, after maybe I'll bump up to 15 or 20. Yeah. And a couple of weeks later, I'm doing 50. And eventually I'm, I'm doing break, working my, working myself up to a hundred. But, uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a great one. Um, one of the next chapters I really really liked was that I've, I this was a, a habit that I remember when I read the book the first time. This one was like, oh, like one of those like aha moments, like oh, I fucking do that. I need to stop doing that because, um, and I definitely did for a while. I remember like thinking about this long after I read the book, but then I think it's something that I've definitely fallen back into that, and I've ever since reading this chapter, it kind of reminded me of it again. But like identifying or what what was it uh how how you identify can shape your habits like where you like say like oh i'm i'm not a i'm not a blank i i'm your identity personality yeah yeah. like i love that because like i find myself like oh i suck at this and it makes me like think i suck at this or whatever you know and uh i've just definitely fallen into that in the past like saying oh i'm not a this i don't i'm not a runner you know i don't like to run but i'm like no i'm like not like not a whore. I'm not a horrible runner. I just don't like to run. Right. You know, it's right. like a, there's a, there's a difference there. Like, but I can run. Right. You know? But and it's, it's not, instead of, I have to run, I get to run. I get to run. Yeah. yeah. Changing the way we speak to ourselves and, 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 you know, when you say I have to, that doesn't sound appealing, mm-hmm. but when I get to, you right. know, I get to work. Out. I get to work out. I, I get, get to, do- to go to the gym and strangle my friends. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) You know, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, like I said, it's a great book. Um, and there's a lot to, lot to learn from the book. Uh, but 
the biggest thing I took from it is in one of the chapters where it talks about you just have to, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You can sit here and read the book and we can talk about the book all we want, but if we're not going to put action behind it, you're not, nothing's going to come of it. You know, like you have to be a doer, man. Right. If you're not going to get anywhere in life. Just, just speaking about it. You need to actually go out and produce. You need to go out and make things happen. You need to, you need to go out and you need to, if, you know, I, how many times I've talked to people, whether it's real estate investing, whether it's jujitsu, whether it's what, but like they'll, I've got a lot of friends that keep telling me like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to come take one of those jujitsu classes one of these days, or I'm, I need to get in there. I want to try that. And it's like, okay, show up, man. Every Tuesday and Thursday, I'm there at six o'clock. I teach the, I teach the rookie class. Like come in, I'll take, take one of my classes. I'll show you, you know, like it's, it's not that scary. And, uh, you know, how many people that have actually taken me up? I mean, there's, there's several people out there that, that definitely have, and I'm fucking, I always say that I'm, I, whenever they do show up, I'm like, bro, you have no idea how many times, how many people tell me that they want to come try this shit and they never actually do it because they're, I think they're scared of coming in. It's an intimidating thing right. coming into a martial arts gym. I mean, but, or like real estate, I, how many times I've had people tell me that they want to either get their real estate license or when they want to start investing, but they, you know, they never actually go out and do it. It's like, man, you don't have to, I mean, you definitely don't want to do it without any preparation at all, but like, you know, you can read every book in that's fucking about real estate investing out there, but until you actually go out and buy that first property or do that first deal, you know, make that first wholesale or, you know, go sign up for the class, take the class, pass the test. Like there's a lot of shit that goes into it and you're not going to get anywhere without actually pulling the trigger and doing it. You know? Yeah. And I'm trying to find, find that chapter or, what, or the chapter that it talked about. But yeah, I mean, it just talks about just, like I said, just do it, you know, like, yeah, you can sit there and plan and plan and plan. And I think the story that they tell is in the book is, you know, that there's a a teacher has one group of people that has to go out and take their half the half the class is to take as many pictures as they possibly can. Yeah, I love this part. Yeah. And then the second group just had to turn in one picture like their whole grade. Well, it was it was at one grade at the end of the at the end of the year to submit as m- Many pictures as you can. Wasn't it the best picture? Whoever had the best, whichever student had the best picture. Was it the best? I think, it, I think it was, there was two groups of students. I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you mm. off, but I'm pretty sure it was, it was two groups of students and half of the students were able to submit as many photos as they wanted. Yes. And then the, the second group could only submit one, one photo. And apparently, and, but the, the final grade was on the best photo. Right. And I think all the best photos came from the people that had a bunch of shots. Right. Because they were, they were out there doing it, getting the reps, taking, yeah, exactly. Reps. And the people that did just the one turned in just the one picture, they afraid to pull the trigger. They, they weren't getting the practice. They weren't, you know, so they were just there kind of looking for the perfect picture instead of trying to take as many pictures as possible to get, to learn how to make each picture better. And, I mean, it's just a great, you know, lesson to learn. Like you're going to, you're not going to be great at first and just keep, keep working and doing the same thing or keep, if you're, if you're taking pictures, keep taking pictures and learning from what you did from the previous one. And again, like I mentioned before with my, with making calls on Mondays, my first one's not going to be nearly as good as my last one. 
because every time I'm going to try and make it better and better and I get more in a rhythm and I keep like practicing and practicing and practicing. And from week to week, my calls from last week aren't going to be as good as the calls from this week. So it's just, just get the, get the reps in. Yeah. Get the reps. In. Get just don't in. be afraid to pull the trigger, get the reps in, man. Like everybody fucking sucks when they first started something. Oh, I don't yeah. care what it is when they're, you know, the first time you picked up a baseball, I bet you weren't throwing it 90 miles an hour. Like the first time I stepped on a mat, I wasn't, you know, doing very well. No. You know, it was the only sport I've ever been good at is like these grappling sports. And, but I found out it wasn't really, it's just cause I didn't really ever like any other sports. But like when I finally found something I wanted to get good at and I actually like applied myself, I like, Oh, I'm not, unathletic i just never really tried i never like spent time like trying to improve and like spent the time like fucking studying like i say studying but like watching fucking instructionals watching tapes watching you know people youtube videos on how to do moves better like Mm. this guy's technique how he applies this like i never did that for any sport i'd ever done in my entire life but then like when i finally start when i found a sport i did like and i actually started like like working on it to get better at it and like wanting to improve like I've oh shit you can you can get better at this right like, <laughs> that, that ties into the fourth law of the book where it's not everybody's talents and skills are going to be right you know the, the the analogy that he used in that one was Michael, Michael Phelps, Phelps yeah. and then uh, runner don't know how to yeah, pronounce his name yeah. uh, but this this the runner yeah. they had the same so, height right no, or no different no. height Michael Phelps six four this runner like five ten was no I don't even think five nine five five, five eight five nine but they had the same size legs yes right. And like so from the waist down, they were like the same. Right. Way. And so for a runner, obviously he, the, he's built cause he's got these long legs and he's smaller and he's as a runner, you want to be smaller for long distance running. Right. And as a swimmer, you want to have a longer torso and arms to and, propel yourself, to propel water, yourself yeah. forward. So he's like, you could take these two gold medal athletes and flip them in sports and they're not going to be as good because Michael Phelps is not built for running. And this other dude's not built for swimming. He's not built for swimming. So it goes back to what you said. Like you found that thing that you're really good at that that makes sense for my body. Right. Yeah. I'm not exactly, I'm, you know, five, seven and 170 pounds. Like I'm not going to be a great, I'm not made to play basketball. Right. (laughs) Well, when we were talking about on the last podcast, when Nick was here and we had Murph on and he was talking about getting into Muay Thai as a taller guy, I don't know if me rolling around on the ground is going to be as advantageous for how I'm built as maybe because uh, Muay Thai is more like yeah, standing punch, up yeah. and punching punch, and kicking kick, yep. and stuff like that, where I can control the distance better got longer reach because yeah. I've got a longer reach and longer legs that that might be better for the way I'm built. Yeah, so well, I, I would argue with you there and I could say you're, you're longer and you can grab them, but uh, you know, I would not want to take a kick. To the head from you, though. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Or a punch, or or a punch from somebody who can throw ninety miles an hour. So you know, maybe maybe I'll, I'll agree we'll, with you there. We'll, yeah. we'll have to, we'll, <laughs> when that time comes, we'll uh, we'll have to see. I'll give it. I'll give them both a try. But you know, I think rolling around as someone that's six three, trying trying to take on someone that's smaller, I I don't. I'm not going to have the shiftiness in grappling. That I mean, being big, yeah. I'll, sit on top of you. If I can, right. get, if I can get on top, <laughs> get of, on you, top of you, if I can get on top, you're done. Yeah. But you know, you getting guy. there is going to be rather difficult when right. I've got a little spider monkey climbing all right. over climb me. Climb around <laughs> and be on your back in yeah. a second. Ex- exactly. Yeah. Where well, if I can, 
throw a kick to keep that distance away, you know, that's, that's, that's going to be different. So, yeah. Well, especially if you start doing all these CrossFit workouts as late, <laughs> oh. dude, I'm fucking proud of you, mm. by the way. I'm fucking pumped that you signed I appreciate up it. and uh, I'm excited that we're going to be fucking being able to work out together on a regular basis. Yeah. I got to get those fundamentals done. Yeah. Yesterday was the first. Yeah, how and, you feeling? Uh, I, I'm not as sore as I was from the first, first workout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and yeah. like I said, it was more, it was a lot lighter weight. Um, just getting used to the workouts and, and all that. So, yeah. I mean, I'm definitely sore, um, but not like I was after uh, like actually heavy lifting. Um, but it was awesome. Had a great time. Um, really looking forward to getting into it. I should be done with my fundamentals. Um, next week or something. Yeah. And ready to rock and roll Sweet. and get so into it. And half second half of next week. Maybe yeah. we're doing a workout together or something. Yeah. So yeah, it'll dude. be it'll be fun. Um and and that's another one of these things too. Uh, that I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, it talks about having an accountability partner yeah, and signing a, a, a habit contract yeah, and, you know, talking with you and then Rachel and then have something like that in place. You know, they talked about setting up fines for not, compl- yeah. you know, stuff like that. So, you know, you know, that's something that I want to do with you. Let's do it yeah. for, for me as an accountability partner, when it comes to bettering my habit of getting into the gym and working out on a more consistent basis. Yeah. I mean, and, and eating right. Because ultimately that's my, like, I've always been active. I've always worked out, but I love food. And so I was talking to Rachel about this and, and so, yeah, so she's got me tracking my, oh, what yeah. I, she's tracking got me tracking, tracking what I'm eating right now, just you so, so we can sit down and, and develop that plan. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, in my business, it's a lot of, yeah, taking people out to lunch, lunch and, and happy drinks and happy, happy hours. hours. Yeah, I know, bro. It's it's tough. Well, I mean, I'll, I've been doing this dry January, so I guess today is more than this the week before. It's yeah. January thirty first today. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've done dry January this whole um, this whole month, and uh, I mean, I'll be honest, that's not that hard for me. Though. I'm not a big mm. drinker, um, but I do feel good, and I've done this carnivore diet the whole month, and I mean, I definitely, I, I mean, I really like this diet. I feel good on it, but yeah. I do kind of miss some carbs for sure. Yeah. Uh, some French fries sound pretty awesome. <laughs> but, uh. What's I, the first meal going to be? I don't know, man. Cause I know it's going to fucking wreck me. Yeah. So like, I know the second I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be some five minutes of mouth pleasure, but then it's going to be about like four hours of fucking, <laughs> yeah. I'm shitting my brains out. So oh. I don't know. I, I mean, it'll probably be like a pizza or something. That's definitely what I've. I think I've been craving more than anything. I know you, Murphy, been doing low carb for a while. Would be the first thing you'd eat. Um, you know the the last time I went all in on the no carb thing, I immediately it was it was during a transformation challenge at First Form, and uh, the first meal I had that was like carb induced. Me, Will Grumke, the Joe brothers, and a couple other fellows. We went down to a little spot called Gus's fried chicken. Oh, I know where you're at. Mm. Yeah, hell oh, yeah. Oh, I got me some spicy fried chicken, mashed oh. potatoes. I tell you what though, dog, when you go for a long period of time where you fuel yourself off fats, which is what you're doing yeah. still, you are going to blow up like a balloon. I like like you know, your stomach, you'll be bloated. Oh, yeah. It's all hell. Like sure. Like this gaseous release of just like carbs hitting your digestive system. I took th- I took OptiGreens three times that day. Machine gun farts for like a day straight. Uh-huh. So I got that to look forward to, um, but uh, I'm you know I'm gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no <laughs> self control. Well, well, no, I guess I do have self control. I've been sticking to this diet, but 
it'll be good. What's the biggest thing that you've noticed since doing this? Um, well, I've lost a little bit of weight, but honestly, not that much because like I'm still eating a lot. You know, I'm probably eating like, but I'm not, I'm not tracking like what I'm what I'm eating. But if I had to guess, I'm somewhere in the ballpark of like twenty six to three thousand, twenty six hundred to three thousand calories. I mean, I'm eating so much meat. Like last yesterday for lunch, and it was a mistake because I was tra- training that night. I was definitely like feeling it in my stomach. I mean, I ate a pound of meat at lunch. Oh wow. <laughs> so I mean, I I go to these barbecue places and I'm like, oh, I'll just order a pound of brisket and I'll only eat half of it. And then like I eat half and I'm like, Hurry. and uh, and then I then I eat it and then I eat like a quarter pound more and I'm like, well, it seems stupid just to save that little bit. <laughs> and then I then I eat the whole thing and then I'm like, fuck. And then I drink like three cups of coffee on top of that. And my by the time I got to jujitsu last night, my stomach I was having some bubble guts for sure, just with all like a pound of brisket in my stomach and. Mm-hmm. Like several coffees. Um, I'm sure, your partner loved you. But on oh that yeah, one. for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so, back to the book. Yes. Um. <laughs> um. All right. Um. Oh, hey, this is a chapter that I liked. Um. Habit stacking. Yes. Like when I do X, I will do Y. You know, mm-hmm. and like putting two things together, like something that you like already do. Um, like, all right, well, when I put my shoes on, then, you know, like I think he, his, the thing he talked about in the book was when he got home from work, him and his wife would like immediately change into their workout clothes and like not have the, the option to not go to the gym. Like if they throw the, the fucking PJs on and go, go sit on the couch and watch Netflix, like, you know, they're not, they're not going to the gym then, you know, if, if you come home and immediately throw your put your shoes on, put your shorts on and, you know, get ready to go to the gym or take your pre-workout or do whatever it is. Then you're kind of like obligated to go at that point. Mm-hmm. I remember back when I used, I, I don't really take anything pre-workout like I used to. Um, but I remember that that was a thing that I would always do back in the day that like, man, if I took that fucking drink, I was working out whether I was, yeah, when I, what, no matter what I was doing, if that, if I went up and the gym was closed, my fucking ass was doing push-ups in front of it or something, you know, I'm doing something, I'm doing something, I'm getting a workout in, <laughs> right. you know, I took this fucking drink, I'm not wasting it. Um, but, uh, so the, I do like the, the habit stacking. Um, yeah, that was something I think I should, could implement much better, you know, like I'm not as, I've been really trying to be better about cleaning up the kitchen, like before I go to bed, like not having any sort of mess in the kitchen before bed, mm-hmm. something I'm, Tina's probably rolling her eyes right now, um, but uh, <laughs> that's something I, I really want to work on. I've been trying to maybe do a little bit better, but honey, mm-hmm. um, working on it and going to do better there. But like, but I have this bad habit of, you know, like we've said, I know you and I both like a kind of like our alone time at the end of the night or, you know, it's the only time of the day where we're not, you know, having our phones buzz or, you know, kids are, kids are asleep. Gina's asleep. It's kind of my time to like hang out. Well, I do have a habit of falling asleep on the couch watching TV. So, um, you know, sometimes if I fall asleep, like the other night, I, you know, fell asleep and like probably like, I don't know when I exactly fell asleep. It was probably like around like 1130 midnight, somewhere around there. And then woke up on the couch at like 3 a.m. And, you know, just wanted to stumble upstairs and go to bed. And there was definitely dishes in the sink still, you know, that I told myself I was going to do before I went to bed. but. By the time I fell asleep and, you know, you you kind of want to like 
not wake up all the way. You yeah. know, you kind of, you ever do that where you kind of like do like the squint walk mm-hmm. and you kind of like stare like, I'm not. The I'm Biden per- walk. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm pretending I'm, I'm still asleep. Yeah. yeah um, but, uh, yeah. So that was something I, I want to work on. I want to be, get better about like just, just keeping the house cleaner. It's hard when you have kids, like as oh, we've talked about. Absolutely. But. As a guy, though, there's no sleep better than to fall asleep on the couch. Oh, sleep. Um, I love it. Like, I don't like waking up in the morning on the couch, but the same night, you bet. Oh yeah, yeah. dude. I, I sometimes you just hit it so hard, and you're just never more comfortable than when you are right there on the couch. Yeah. Church. Yeah, that's good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, for me. Like, like I said, the gym, getting more consistent with the gym. And then, you know, I've been talking about how I want to add additional daily non-negotiables to both personal and work. And it's, it's going back from the beginning and doing the little things that are going to make those habits, like reading this book is like, okay, this is how is going to make it easier for me to implement these things into my day. So like, you know, I was talking about adding so many calls per day to agents um, or financial advisors or whoever for networking, but it's like, all right, with my schedule, how do I work that in? And it's again, taking control, maintaining control of my schedule, eliminating, you know, the habits of, okay, instead of taking, you know, a a little bit longer shower, I'm going to cut that shower time by, you know, or, I mean, I take pretty quick showers, but like, you know, there's times where after a workout, you just want to just relax and yeah. you're, you're in there for yeah, like sit in the hot water. Yeah. For about 15, 20 minutes, you know, wait, instead of wasting that time, cut the shower down to five, get back to work and pick up time that way. And, and just different things like that. You know, f- you know, a lot of our business, like we do have to do stuff with social media, but making, making sure that like when it comes time to that, I need to do those things like putting my phone away and out of reach for the things that I need to do without my phone. You know, I've got a bad so, habit of like pretending like I'm working when I'm on social media. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, this is for work. Like, <laughs> is it really Zach? Yeah. You're sitting here watching, you know, animals eat, eat other animals <laughs> videos and you're watching, you know, the right. new trailer for the new, right. You, oh, what's that new movie? The, the new roadhouse movie. Have you seen oh it? yeah. I saw yeah, that. It looks looks sick. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Apparently it's coming like straight to prime yeah. in March or something. So bad be... sign. Why? Straight to anything is a bad sign. Sorry. Ah. To... Uh, I don't know. I think I Halloween kills was a follow up to a good Halloween sequel movie. It <laughs> and Halloween ends straight to D. De- nope. I'm out. I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, man, but <sighs> all this shit that they keep rehashing all our old stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited about Patrick Swayze. Yeah, I guess not. But yeah. I'm excited to see. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think I, I don't know. I'm excited about. It, I am, but I'm just gonna, to, I'm gonna watch. Right, it. just you to can poo poo over there in the corner all you want. <laughs> we'll but I'm gonna this. fucking watch it. We'll revisit this and we'll see if Murph was right. And if we were, you know what we should do? You know what I've always wanted to do? Hmm. Or fucking play it up here and fucking do a podcast and watch it. Do a fucking fight companion type. Honestly, yeah, honestly, that could be a thing we start doing. I would love to do that. I've always thought that like we're, you know, we just kind of talk in common on shit. Like, like one of my, some of my favorite podcasts are the, the Rogan fight companions where it's like they put on, like you're supposed to sync up your TV and put the fights on at the same time. And then like, it's just like them talking about Mm -hmm. it, but it's, so they're always funny podcasts. You don't actually have to watch the fights to like listen to it. Right. So we are turning the podcast into my Instagram page. Yeah. <laughs> Reacting to shit. No, I would like that. I mean, I think it'd be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, that'd be a fun, 
thing reacting to, to things a little little different topics of reaction. Yeah, of react. I was going to say, of a little different, Murph. It's a little different. Follow me at the Daily Underscore yeah. Murph. <laughs> um, anywho, yes. back to the book. Uh, <laughs> change, uh, change your environment. Yes. Um, I like that one a lot. Um, that one thing I've noticed ever since, honestly, ever since we started doing this podcast is since we made this room, like this was my office that we're in right now, but I, all that was in here was like this desk over here and like that chair. And like, I didn't like have anything on the walls. It was just a fucking mess. Mm -hmm. And like, I never used it, but now like I find myself hanging out in here a lot. And like, this has become like, I'm because all I need to work is my laptop. So like, I just kind of, I find myself working out of coffee shops and stuff a lot, a lot of days, but now whenever I'm going to work at home, I've been coming in here and it's actually like, kind of like makes me happy to be in here you know it's like right. a space it's like the one room of the house where i've got to kind of got like my shit our shit on the walls mm-hmm. and it, this is a cool spot it makes me right. happy i like i feel good working in here right. you know and uh so that's one thing that i've done recently where this is like oh now i've actually kind of got a spot at home where this is like my dedicated like work spot that's also obviously our podcasting spot but i mean i just sit in this chair and pull out my laptop and i'm working you right. know and- sometimes i'll throw some music or a podcast on the tv and just yeah. fucking go well, and that's and the same for me. So like I'm, I got my office at the house. Um, but what I am going to start doing now is, I mean, I, I, I have a lot of weekly meetings and usually over coffee. So I'm just going to start when I, instead of wasting the time driving there, driving back again, that's part of that, you know, being able to pick up time to do the things that I want to do. I'm just going to work from those spots, um, which, you know, change of environment is, you know, the distractions aren't going to be there that I have at my house that I can just sit there yep. and focus. Cause when I'm at home, I get a lot of work done, but at the same time, like I can look out the door and be like, those fucking kids destroyed this house. I got to yep. go clean this up or I got laundry to do. You or find this. reasons yeah. to, to not work. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that, well, by doing that, it's going to eliminate any, any distractions and allow me to be more efficient in some of the things that I'm doing. Plus, I mean, driving, I mean, granted St. Louis, you can get anywhere in about 20, 20 five minutes to 30 minutes. And, but still, if I'm constantly driving all over the place, I mean, like yesterday, for example, um, you know, I had, uh, I had my first workout with Rachel. I had a meeting in the morning and and was luckily I had the meeting close to where I needed to be for, for the workout and was like five minutes down the road, went and worked out. And then I, I mean, I got done with my workout at like one thirty. But in my next meeting wasn't until like an in-person meeting wasn't until four, but I had seven phone calls to make between finishing working out. I'm like, I don't have time to run home and all that. I just, I'm going to go straight from the gym, change in my car. (laughs) And I just sat in the parking lot of Billy G's and made all my calls and did everything I need. I mean, Hotspot on the phone. Yeah, dude. And I, I use the hotspot on my phone so fucking much. And I mean, it's almost like I want to become the Lincoln mortgage lender, you know, like, yeah. instead, like the Lincoln <laughs> yeah. lawyer, like get somebody to drive me around and just like, so I can work Yeah, and I can get to different places because I mean, it's amazing how much you lose In from driving all over the time, all over the place. Bro. I, that's why I preaching the choir. I here, could bro. never, yeah, I could never be an agent. You are uh, fucking. You, you, you're the, the literally. Amount, I'm like, bro, you, you don't. You I forget. You don't work like yeah, this. No. Like you forget that. I forget yeah, that that's the big yeah, difference no. between our businesses yeah. here. So I'm like, I leave the house and like 
when I leave the house in the morning, it's like, I better have all my shit because I'm not coming back here till it's dark. Yeah. You know? And that <laughs> is, like, so I, yeah, I, I do not have that. Yeah. I, I, I can, I can take, I can just sit up, sit down and I can be there all day. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that, just eliminating those. I've got my spots things. around town. Yeah. That, like, all right, if I'm in this area, this is my spot that I yep. go to. It's always based on like noise level. Cause that, that's <laughs> huge for me. Cause like, I don't want to. Like, I'll, I hate going to a coffee shop that's, like, because, I mean, that's usually where I work out of either, like, coffee mm-hmm. shops or, like, something like that or, like, a restaurant or I'll just fucking find a spot, a parking lot and park my car and hotspot it, you know, mm-hmm. but, um, which I like a lot, honestly, because I can just kind of, I feel like it's my little safe spot, you know, my little right. space, you know, that's why I love my truck, but, um, and it's nice and roomy, but, uh, yeah, there's, like, all my spots around town because that I, that I like that aren't super loud. Right. Because I need to be able to make phone calls because, I mean, that's what we're doing most of the time. Right. Well, it's, well, it's kind of the point now. It's almost like I'd rather just maybe just call an Uber so at least I can get some work done Dude. in the Uber. Oh, yeah. Walk I have the- Gina drive a lot. She's yeah. like, you know, because she'll be like, well, and if I'm driving, I'm like, you got to play real estate agent mm-hmm. and uh, you got to text this person back or you got to, mm-hmm. you know, like you just, all right, well, he said this. What do you want to say? And it's like. Right. <laughs> and, oh, and that's it. But it, and I, I did that in the past. But like. For me, though, it's a lot of personal financial information yeah. that a little different whether from my, my ex-wife or dating somebody like, no, like you're going to need to drive. I'm going to sit in the passenger seat and so I can get some work done. And then once I get it done, yeah, then, you can be present wherever yeah, you're going. Yeah. You and know, then, like, yep. So road trips aren't bad, though. I usually get quite a bit of work done if I'm not the one driving just because I can get it all done, knock it all out uh, in the time frame that we need to do it to get in between or wherever we're going. And you know, it works out pretty well. So, I I like I I just on road road trips though. I do like being the one that's driving. Like, I do too. I love driving. I do too. Like I'm, I love like long drives. It doesn't bother me at yeah, all. Like I, I find good podcasts and just rip it, or done like books on tape, and or just having good conversation with people in the car right. is always fun too. Yep. You know, like I can't tell you how many times I've been in. Like if some of those conversations were recorded, those would be oh, hilarious oh, to like listen yeah. to. You know. Like you think about some of those times and you don't even really think about them as they're happening. But no. like, as you get out of the car, you're like, man, that was fucking fun. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, was it summer of 22. Uh, I went down to Florida, Fort Myers, the girl I was dating for a wedding and I drove the whole way. It was all, we drove, stopped in Atlanta and then drove the rest of the way there. And then on the way back, drove from Fort Myers to Nashville stayed there for a night and then drove the rest of the way. So it was like 17 hours of drive time and I loved it. I, I had no problem driving. Yeah. As long as I got a, you know, a good supply of caffeine, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm good. You know, Cause every once in a while after you're after you, know, you kind of get that, like, like some, there's a name for it, but it's like some sort of like, like I want the road will kind of hypnotize you. And yeah. You kind of start like falling asleep a little mm-hmm. bit. If you stare at the lines for a while, I'll definitely get that kind of bad sometimes, but. Nothing, a cup of coffee won't fix. Right. You know? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, so, all right. So four laws when we went through. So law one was make it obvious. So like right there in front of you, put it, you know, if you need to, uh, if you're needing to um, basically, if you're trying to do something, have it right there in front of you. Like go to, like you were saying, go to the gym. Make it obvious your clothes are right there as soon as you wake up or right in front of the door. Like you can't walk past it without seeing it 
and getting and getting dressed and going to the gym. Right. Well, like for and, this book, I mean, I was trying to build this yeah. habit of reading again. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'm leaving this book in a spot where I'm yep. for sure going to see it and it's going to make you pick it up. I'm not yep. going to put it up in a, sorry, Mark, area. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to put it up in like up in a room where I'm not right. going to grab it. Like I've been making this habit of, all right, right when I wake up, I walk downstairs, turn on a little lamp and sit on the couch and read. And that's like been my little habit. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to leave this book right here. Cause it's right here. Easy for me to access. Yep. So I, for me, it was at night. I was reading at night. So it was literally, it was right there next to the nightstand. There's no way I couldn't have not seen it because my glasses were sitting on top of it. So like I had to take my contacts out and then come, sit down and I had to pick my glasses up off of the book. <laughs> so it was right there. It was obvious that I had, this is the habit that I'm doing and, and it's great. It did it every night, picked it up and read a little bit every night yeah. and, and was able to kind of create that habit. And I already have the book that we're reading next, which we'll, you know, yeah. talk about after the, right after at, we're done with this one. at the end of the show. But I got, I, I'd already, I've already gotten started on that just because I've already created that habit of reading and reading for a while. Well, Gina was Gina gave me shit this morning because I, uh, I you know, she was I slept in a little bit because I've been waking up early to read before Calvin wakes up, and I knew that I didn't have the book, but it was supposed to be coming today. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "What? You didn't wake up and read today?" And I was like, "Well, I don't have the book yet." Yeah. So and I was it's like, not technically. Yeah, I was like, "Well, February. I'm just gonna read it tonight, so yeah. I'm getting my pages in today." <laughs> but I'm like, "I'm gonna sleep in an extra twenty minutes," and right. you know. <laughs> so she was giving me shit about that. <laughs> So, uh, I'm gonna then, read it tonight. Yeah, and then law law number two is make it attractive. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like you were talking about habit stacking. So, continue. Like, so if you want to create a new habit, be like, all right, well, I'm when I, I'm gonna read this, then I get to do something that you enjoy, or, um, you know, so I'm gonna read for an hour, and then I get to enjoy my alone time. And so just doing something almost like a little reward to yourself after you do the habit. Mm. Um, I'm going to work out. I'm going to, I'm going to work out. Then I am going to get a massage. Right. You know, just something to reward yourself to make that habit stand out more and more. Yeah. Well, I, I like that a lot. And then I think this is a, another chapter, but kind of the same subject subject, but it was how to make the habit uh, irresistible. Mm. Like, um, and what, what really fascinated me was like the, uh, so I, I studied psychology in college. That was like one of my, that was my minor was my major for a while, but then I switched it to my minor, but, uh, I was always been like really fascinated with like psychology and just how the, how the, how the brain works. Um, but they went into like one of these studies that they did with mice, um, the do- dopamine driven feedback loop mm-hmm. without, uh, without, they took like the dopamine receptors out of mice and they wouldn't, they like stopped eating they stopped having sex they didn't crave anything and like within a few days they died of thirst mm-hmm. and then um so what happened else uh well then then they uh well they they realized that another thing with dopamine was that the dopamine is not released just when you exp- like when you experience the thing but it's also the anticipation of experiencing the thing they like did the comparison of like a it was a gambler oh yeah it was a gambler whenever they 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 don't get the rush when they when they like win, but they they get the rush when they place the bet. Mm. It's like the anticipation of you winning is what you like, you're craving, which I thought was super fascinating. Um, yeah. But uh, um, another part that I you know we've talked about on other shows also, but um, it was definitely kind of uh, emphasized here was the role of people around you. 
right. and developing your habits, like being around people that are gonna like help you enforce the habits that you're trying to create. Like if you're trying to stop drinking, you stop hanging out with people, people in bars and right. people that drink and like, you know, I think that's, I've, I've found that over the last several years as I've kind of gotten in more into this like real estate space and like, and I've gotten really into jujitsu too. It was kind of a, it was all kind of around the same time I started not hanging out and not like hanging out with my buddies that like all they want to do is drink and stuff all the time. That wasn't, it's not something I I do as often. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll hang out with those guys every once in a while and have a great time, but definitely not something I do often just because it hinders the things that I really, really enjoy doing like real estate and jujitsu and hanging out with my family and all these other things that I do now that I just would rather do than drink and party with my buddies. And they they broke it down and what was it? Imitating the close, imitating the many and imitating the powerful. So like imitating the close is our social environment. You know, it's, it's, it's no longer an individual pursuit, but it becomes like a we pursuit. So if you're with a group of people that are wanting to drink, then it's, we are going to go drink. If you're with a group that want to, wants to work out, you're going to work out. It's not so much an I thing, but it becomes a we thing. And then the, the, the imitating the many again, is you conform, it was people conform to the tribe or larger groups. So, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're herd animals. Right. That was something that I wrote down that I thought was like, oh, duh. Like we're, you know, we, we came from these small tribes right. is where, you know, we, there, there's that Dunbar's number that you can only remember like a hundred to 150 people, like people's names at a time, because, mm-hmm. you know, we used to be in tribes of hundred to 150. So that's like the, the amount of Max. people that you can supposedly like remember their name. Um, so, you know, we grew up in these, these, or not grew up, but we, uh, human civilizations developed in these tribes and to be cast out from, you just want to, tr- you want to fit into the tribe. Right. You don't want to be uh, a, you know, an outcast, but cause if you were, if you were an outcast or you're cast out of the tribe, it was right. basically a death sentence. Right. And uh, so we want to imitate these people around us so that we fit in. Right. And, and there's good and bad. So it's making sure you choose your tribe carefully because in the book, they talk about the, in the co- in college where the professor brought the people in and he had a group of actors basically coming in and stating the wrong answer. And there was that one person that was like the test subject. And when it was like a handful of people, like just a couple people, that person kept their individual identity and they didn't conform. But once they started adding 10, 15, 20, 30 people that were giving that wrong answer, that test individual, it was, I want to say like 75% of the time then was now also conforming that that wrong answer was the actual writing or like they were saying, that's the right answer, even though they knew right. that it was technically wrong, but they were conforming. So it goes to show you that you need to make sure you're, you're picking your tribe properly because if you start conforming to the wrong group, that could be, that's where bad habits come into play. So, and then imitating the powerful, you know, obviously, you know, we do it. We've talked yeah. about it. We, we, we look, there's people that we look up to 100%. that we want to be like, be like for sure. And so, you know, we're, we're looking at the things that they do and, and to be successful because everybody wants to be successful. Right. Uh, well, it used to be that way. I don't know so much anymore, but yeah. you know, <laughs> it, it's, but yeah, I mean, at least the people that are driven and they're, we're looking at people that are powerful and what they've done to become successful. So right. well, where are they at and how do I get there? Right. Exactly. Uh, they, there was a roadmap and you, know, you just got to follow it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously, like I said, ma- making sure when, when it comes to imitating and doing, you know, and conforming and wanting, you know, to be, you know, 
part of that group that it's a group that you're that that's going to lead you towards better habits and good habits. Yeah. So one of the things too, um, that I want to work on in, and it talks about how to fix the causes of the bad habit is that you have to learn what the underlining desire is. So like for me, like chewing tobacco, I was going to say, I was like, are we going to bring this up? Is this the elephant in the room, Pat? Chewing tobacco. Yeah. It got really reinforced by things with baseball. I mean, let's talk about, being around right. the tribe. I mean, right. you're, you're, you're in that tribe, bro. Right. Like, and so, no, no. yeah. And well, it, what percentage of baseball players chew? Cause it's a, it's a big I mean, percentage. I don't know nowadays because they've sure. cracked down on a lot of that stuff. But I mean, when I played shoot a majority, yeah, I would say what, like 75% prob- of people, probably, you know, something like that. Yeah. It was pretty, throw a ballpark number out. It was pretty high. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't so much like part of the culture. Yeah. It wasn't so much, doing it because other people were doing it, but like there was nothing better. You got an early morning bus tra- bus ride. You're going to hop on the bus in the morning. You grab your breakfast, drink your coffee, and then you hop on the bus and you throw in a dip and you just relax. So it's like dip became associated uh, with, relaxing. with relaxing. And that's still something that I have to this day is, and I, and I said it earlier in the, before in a podcast about chewing where I stopped because I was using coffee grinds. <laughs> and then I became addicted to caffeine and was having some, like heart palpitations because I was just so getting like taking in too much caffeine. <laughs> and so I stopped by dipping. You know, I started yeah. dipping again. And that's what relaxed me because that's where the habit was. And, and it just reinforces. So now it's going back and be like, all right, how can I change my mindset of relaxing to get rid of chewing tobacco yeah and so you know i was what i think what was what did i have down here um cigarettes weren't an issue it's not that i I used to smoke cigarettes back in the day yeah but yeah i mean it was just basically that's something i don't do anymore you know address the motive of the habit so like instead of dipping to relax i take you know i take a long shower or i chew a piece of gum yeah you know something like that it's finding something to replace dip, but giving it meaning of being relaxing, you know, or distract yourself. Cause like I read another book, it's Josh Hamilton about his story, baseball player that got addicted to meth and all that. Right. Um, and he was talking about counting to eight. He's like, if you can count to eight by that time, you'll usually forget what it was that you were, you know, craving and move on to something else. So it's like maybe instead of chewing, if I feel like I got to throw in a dip, distract myself enough to where I can do that and do like 10 push-ups, you know, things like that. Um, but finding, but ultimately finding that underlying issue of why you do a bad habit can also help you create a better habit to replace it. So you a habit stacking. Yeah. Habit stacking. Exactly. So, um, and I think we touched on this where it says walk slowly, but never backwards. Uh, coming up with a perfect plan is never the best idea. There is no perfect plan. Just do do it. Yeah. Just pull the trigger. Yeah. I have in here, take fucking action and start doing. Yeah. So. Um, one of the last things I kind of had written on here was, uh, human, human behavior. It follows the laws of least effort. So like, I hate to keep bringing this back to jujitsu, but I'm going to do it. Um, so it's something again, I'll, I'll, I'll show in, in, well, Kyle does a really good job, or my my coach will, does a really good job at explaining this. But 
you know, follow the path of least resistance. There's always a, there's always an option. There's always an option that someone's giving you, you know, there's, there's, there's always a counter to whatever they're doing. So it's okay. Well, if they're giving, if they're putting their arm this way, if they're putting the weight this way, I, you know, I go that way, then they go this way. And it's just having the right answer for what, what problem is in front of you. And I think that's the same thing here is just gravitate toward the thing that's easy and the thing that makes the most sense. Like don't, make it harder on yourself than it needs to be. You know, if you are like, I think one of the examples that they used in this was like, for example, if you're trying to get into the gym and work out more, like don't join a gym. that's like really inconvenient for you to go to like right. join a gym that, you know, it's on your way home or it's right by the house or it's convenient to your lifestyle to make this happen. Right. Or trying to build this habit. And, uh, I think that that was something I, and then again, it also kind of went into like creating an environment that makes it easier. So like I thought about, you know, again, I've got, like I was just saying earlier, I, I like using this room as kind of like an office now. Like I've created a nice environment where I feel comfortable. This is like a cool hangout spot. It's where we did this podcast. I've like, you know, taken a lot of phone calls in here now and it makes me feel good to be in here. Um, so increasing or, you know, decreasing those friction, you know, one of the other things they talked about was like the friction um, in that same chapter. And, increasing the, uh, the friction on bad things, like making it harder right. to do the bad things, right. making it easier to do the good things. Right. So. But I mean, guys, if you haven't read the book, I highly recommend it. Zach, sure the same, but I, I think to end this, I'm just going to read the last page of this, which is great. This is a continual continuous process. There's no finish line. There is no permanent solution. Whenever you're looking to improve, you can rotate through the four laws of behavioral change until you find the next bottleneck, make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, make it satisfying round and round, always looking for the next way to get 1% better. The secret to getting results that last is to never stop making improvements. It's remarkable what you can build. If you just don't stop, it's remarkable. The business you can build. If you don't stop working, it's remarkable. The body you can build. If you don't stop training, it's remarkable. The knowledge you can build. If you don't stop learning. It's remarkable the fortune you can build if you don't stop saving. It's remarkable the friendships you can build if you don't stop caring. Small habits don't add up. They compound. That's the power of atomic habits. Tiny changes, remarkable results. Dude, fucking boom. Boom. Mic drop. Yeah. Book drop. Yeah, that was a <laughs> damn good book. Yes. Um, yeah, so we're going to... We're going to continue with our with our habit that we have Started. developed this month. Yep, and we're going to keep reading a book a month. At the end of the and end of the month, we're going to do a podcast all about the book. And Pat, our next book is drumroll. The, ne- the, the next book that we are reading is How to Talk to Anyone: Ninety Two Little Tricks for Big Success in Relationships. And this is supposedly the modern day version of how to make friends and influence people because. I mean, that book was written, what, in the early 20s. 1900s? I think it was and in the 20s or something. 30s, 30s, something. Dale Carnegie, right? Yeah, yeah. Times, times have changed. And, you know, Dale Carnegie said, hey, you know, smile and, and smile at somebody and be kind. Well, in today's society, smiling at somebody and being kind is kind of looked at. It's not as genuine. So we're going to, we're going to brush up on, on how to communicate with people and different things like that and, and see how that works and, and kind of maybe even, you know, you've read the, how to make, yeah, it's been honestly, I think that that when looking back on it, that was like, might've been the, one of the first like personal right. development, self-help kind of type books that yep. I read. 
because when I was getting into the uh, like the restaurant industry, like with like those management type right. roles, someone gave me that one. I was like, oh, you know, read this. This is what you need to know. And uh, but now to like, I'm excited to read this one as like a modern modern version of it because I remember reading it at the time. This was probably like five or six years ago, and I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of dated, but I'll read it. You right. know, like okay, duh. It's it was a lot of it was like uh, duh, you right. know. But um, yeah, I'm excited about this one. Same here. So. so. Cool, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, Remember, follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore Vegas. Follow Pat at STL underscore Mortgage Nerd. We will see you guys on Thursday with our next episode. Uh, Remember, tell a friend, like, share, and subscribe. See you guys next time.